0: this week's mad axman podcast this is number 13 in the lockdown series we've got the full set of seven back none of them have been out shopping we believe to primark this weekend as shops open across the uk as lockdown starts to get eased but we're all still here doing lots of painting we also discuss the medieval scandinavian army we do teaching Timmy about napoleonics with its usual culinary expedition and side dishes as well and andy's quiz returns yet again we chat a bit about some of the games we played, and then we chat about what we're going to be doing next week. So we're up to number thirteen. Thank you for sticking with us. Stay safe out there, and enjoy the podcast.
1: This means war. Well,
0: this is the baker's dozen. There's 13 episodes plus two specials, and there's seven people here, and we're all on the little windows in Zoom for episode number, I think it's probably about 38 or something of the Mad Axman podcast and the 13th special lockdown podcast as well. We've got the full set of people here. How exciting is that? Um, some of them appear to have had a haircut. Some of them very definitely don't appear to have had a haircut. Don't, yeah, yeah, shake your head, Peter. Yeah, we can see that. It's it's like um,
1: who it was it? It's like David,
0: It's like. It's like you're the David Ginola of Wargaming there, but um, a, a touch more. Oh, is
2: that here? I thought you were wearing a badger hat. on your head.
0: I thought you were just like wearing it. a badger. Just wearing a badger. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave, you clearly managed to buy some clippers off Amazon, um, um, but, but obviously not one of the things that grades it any more than number one all over.
3: Well, I, I, I refused I to do yeah. so that. I got them off eBay oh right okay uh, deliberation they were 25 quid and did, did you go uh, cordless no 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 the, the minimum price on a cordless set of uh was at least 75 pounds
1: oh dear <laughs> it yeah
3: be about 25 pounds so yeah. in the end i found some guy in london who was ready to part with some for 25 quid so but these are they used boxes. no no they're brand new in a box Right, and they're by Val W A E H L, which wow. sounds German, but I've discovered is made in Kent.
1: In Kent,
3: oh, wild clippers, Kong. are made. made in China, but then they're sold out. Of Kent. But they've adopted oh, right. a German name to obviously make themselves look really intelligent and clever.
0: Why? Right. No, that sounds um, that so that sounds like the, a, the a very good plan.
3: The technique was a number five on top, with right. a number two and a number three on the sides.
0: That looks exactly like one of the haircuts from one of your Egyptian soldiers you were painting last it week, does, so I can, the, I, I can see, did, see the history
3: think we should have Nubian or Egyptian.
0: So what, what have you been painting then, Dave? We've now talked about your hair. We'll just go straight to you for the painting. So uh,
3: the Egyptians are, well, the Egyptians are almost done. I've got three chariots, two paints this week. Some more bowmen to go, but I have painted, the Egyptians are now 10 swordsmen strong. 10 bases of 10 bases by forty, two uh two bases of heavy infantry and eight bases of bowling too uh, many good six six bases of light foot maybe more than that actually one two three no no there's about eight bases of light foot and two bases of javelin so all the options available so far but the chariots are still a challenge
0: Have you have you managed to put any of those chariots together? Because I think last time you were attempting to do it, and then you were like, "Whoa!" or something like that. But and there was like a big problematic question about axles and stuff. So so where are you at with the the axle and fit on the forty thing? Talk us talk Uh, us through it as if we're on a radio program.
3: Yeah, no, I know. So yeah, exactly. So um, I've done one as a trial run, and I've got it on a forty by forty. Quite. I mean, I had to bend the uh, yoke slightly upwards. Mm. And that gave it enough space to go in. I mean, it's a slight angle, not much of an angle, but it's fine, it fits on. I'm quite pleased with the results.
1: Did
0: you uh, did you strengthen the axles, or did you just use the axles they had?
3: No, I've left them as is, because I quite like the length, but I did, I think I dropped one, and it did completely bend and go down, as you predicted. Right. <laughs> sagged okay. in the centre. I, I, I had a saggy chariot.
0: And, and did you manage to work out a go faster stripe colour from, that was the big challenge last week. What colour did you end up with?
3: Right, so um, I'm thinking, so the, the main army is pretty um, uncolourful, should we say. I mean, I've, I've, I've uh, avoided the temptation to put everybody into red and white tea towels on the head. There's a few red and white tea towels to make it more colourful. But the main army is very white and, uh, you know, uh, so the chariots I've done are yellow and blue. So they're looking a little bit Swedish.
0: Oh that's good for Simon then, you'll be happy about that. Oh yeah.
3: A little bit Swedish at the moment yep. uh, and we've got one pharaoh, ch- I mean the base of the pharaoh's chariot is the only one with armored horses.
0: Okay that's easy to spot. And Did you put that on a square or did you go to try and fit it on a round?
3: Uh, no no, I've, I, haven't, I've got, I haven't got as far as painting the pharaoh yet. Pharaoh's in the painting tray, he's actually sitting here waiting. To be painted. He's there. Look, there's his horsey. Do
2: you put it on okay. an obelisk, really. Sure, you're a steal or something.
3: I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so, um, but I think Mr. Ian's gone. on Fighting Fifteens have gone on holiday or something, or they've had flood damage in the garage. Well, I think he's getting over the
2: flood damage, it, um, but that's he's just sorting out his website so that he can start
0: selling things again properly. so yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
3: that the rest of the chariots ordered.
0: He does some, um, it, it looks like it's a good upgrade to the website, but he does keep putting some um, rather perhaps overly colourful um, pictures of female miniatures, which in a world of kind of supporting Annie and, um, and, and Bad do I I must admit, I do feel slight, slightly personally dubious about, but um, maybe it's one of those ranges that, that he's got from a time being or, or back in the past. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah.
3: anyway, so chariots are on the next order... Um, the, I mean, virtually, I mean, I, I did have a, it was £89 for me in fighting 50s, a bargain.
1: I've mm-hmm. got
3: every single option. I've got more bowmen than I could ever shake an army at. I've got more swordsmen than I possibly need. Um, so that's good. I probably, you know, I'll, I'll have a good 300 plus points by the time. Do I you
4: ever use more than a couple of bowmen then,
3: really? Well,
4: mm-hmm. he's,
3: like, he's I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have the option to do the old kingdom as well as the new kingdom. If so, well,
2: you ever feel sure like anyway.
3: playing Meg, you're all right then, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I think with the army list I've actually created, I've got one command. I've got six bowmen. I've got one command with two, one
0: command with two, and one command with two. So there's six bowmen oh, yeah. in the army. Well, no, I sometimes you're a big, do fan, of those. You're a big fan of those pairs of bowmen, aren't you? You're a big fan of yeah. those pairs of bowmen, aren't you? I
3: do like that, yeah, especially when you can use some mediocre ones. But I'm I'm also tempted Iñaki likes to put four bowmen in the field together. And so mm-hmm. does Ian uh Richard um case. Richard like case. It,
1: yeah.
3: And I, I think you know, four bowmen all shooting together can be quite um, a hefty bit of damage.
0: Yeah, actually if you can get them uphill as well, suddenly they become super yeah. difficult to dislodge, don't they? Okay. And if you've got some
3: cavalry supporting them, like, and I think that's one of the things with this army is to have Quite a few bowmen supported by the chariots so the chariots manoeuvre and get round the flanks of people so people find it hard to get in on your bowmen because they're being threatened on the side by the chariots or well, so's okay. the theory goes
0: so's the theory all right yeah. well you painted the chariots in a sort of swedish color so that neatly takes us to to simon and your seven years war swede epic which i think was it finished last week i'm, I'm trying to remember it's nearly done or, or just about done
5: it's, um. I've now finished all the Swedes, so they've all been based and flocked. They're just getting their uh, grass on tonight and tomorrow. Um, so the biggest thing I managed to achieve last week was painted, was to paint two more, two elephants. That's that's as close as I got. Oh, so,
0: is that your full, that's your, two elephants is your full set of painting for the week? It,
5: it, yes, big, big achievement. So this was the two Q QRF, Battle el- the Mughal battle elephants with um, guns, battle llama, um, big gold points on the tusks, and um, you know, full entourage and all that. So they look really cool. I miss, I miss to to the, the elephants. I miss the elephants
6: to the reference in the
5: Battle of Poltava. When was when did they appear in the Swedish? <laughs> it was one of the expansions that came out um, after Warhammer Fantasy Battle. <laughs> Yeah, and there, there must have been a WRG
0: army list that included like, you know,
5: because like, like they used to have that list for
0: all of the Chinese armies. Yeah, I one. think,
5: yeah, it's one of the uh, ones where they had impetuous Swedish elephants. Yeah,
0: WRG version one, they had like an army for everything kind of east of the Vistula or something. All those armies were just kind of mushed into one culture set and it just worked. <laughs> okay, well, Peter, what about you? While we're talking um, people who are painted in white and grey, did, did they arrive? No, mystery packet of still, Austrians arrived.
4: Still waiting for Eureka. They they sent me this notification saying it's on its way. Um Now two weeks ago, so I think they're slowly walking here from Austria. So in the meantime, of course, Austria.
0: If, <laughs> I think if you're expecting them from Austria, you may be waiting quite some time.
4: Yeah, that's well. You know, they might actually turn up faster from Austria than uh, the. Yeah, UK but at yeah. the end of
2: every week, they've got to st- stop and build a depot, and wait for their cocoa to arrive.
4: Yeah, it feels like it. Um, but, um, so therefore I succumbed and ordered some new ones from Donington for uh, Spanish Medieval. <laughs> ah,
1: alright, what's
0: well, so, some, 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 some of that new Donington New Era stuff?
4: Yeah, the New Era stuff, right. They're lovely models. I've got uh, some of their Arabs and everything else. And then I was looking at uh, some of the Spanish Medieval lists, and there's, uh, what was it, they're called jinters and a couple of others. So, yes. yep. sure. He knows. So, yeah, sure. Yeah those yep. thank you um thanks for pronunciations that yep. some uh flags and such like to uh honor our friends in navarre uh where we go play uh, a number of times so i'm going to do a medieval spanish list with all uh, navarre flags and colors and all that sort of thing
0: so peter just just thinking aloud here is what first attracted you to the medieval spanish list oh <laughs> one or two medieval knights <laughs> one or two medieval knights. Okay, yeah, no. I'm just having a flashback to um, every single army list discussion we've had so far over the last ten weeks. Um, <laughs> I just there uh, for look, s- I want
4: medieval knights.
0: Exactly. I think we've worked that out. I think we've yeah. all absolutely worked that out, yeah. which is all. Awesome. So, it works.
4: Peter,
2: Peter, what a point of translation. One or two is not the Spanish term for Shedlows. No, <laughs> uh, no, no.
4: Yeah, sorry, it's like it's a lost in translation. It's one or two commands of. Yeah. Oh right.
0: Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. There's a joke about Juan or Juan, but um, we won't make that there. So and so, have you actually painted anything or were you doing like giant blue monkeys with wings last week?
4: Um, blue monkeys with wings, um, green orc type things, green goblins, a few dwarves. Um, I was looking at getting some wolf riders, but then I flipped onto the Spanish medieval. Um, so I'm basically working. <laughs> they, with were just too, they were
0: too close to medium nights then and you thought, so, let's just have medium nights.
4: Well, yeah, it, it just, it was inching there. Uh, Simon's yeah. trying to push me over the edge, you know.
0: Okay. It, it, so he's just an hope- enabler. So you're hoping that, um, that these things arrive soon, or have they arrived already?
4: Uh, I'm awaiting. So, um, you're awaiting. Damien at Donington, he's pretty good at turning stuff around. So he's already sent an email saying um, I'm going to be dispatching them. So um, okay. they were a couple of days ago. So hopefully they'll be arriving this week. The
0: Eureka ones. Be right.
1: <laughs> well... Who knows? You
0: know. So, if they both arrive at the same time, which one would make it front of the pile?
1: Ah,
4: now that's a challenge. You see... Maybe
0: the... maybe, maybe we come back to you next week and ask you which one you did. <laughs> There's no
4: Something question, Tim. Sh- shiny new knights. It's a no-brainer.
0: It's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah, you,
2: uh, you just make well, sure you've got enough I, gold I paint, to uh, uh, Peter, just make sure you are not enough gold paint for them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, but the the other thing is I've got the Grenzers. The geezer. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. The Greezers all the little are slopey
4: hats and things.
0: Okay. Dark
4: red dark red coats, yeah. Yeah, so the Austrians that aren't white are turning
0: up now. Oh wow. Ah, okay, interesting. So Andy, you're you're chipping in with colours there. What have um what's been on your painting deck this week? I, I um, hear there's been um, a lot of drilling going on in the Thinkel household. Well, yes, I managed to drill the hands of the Irish, not to drill anybody else's
2: hands, which was a major achievement for me. Um, so this is your yes, this is
0: your first experience with a, a mini drill, well, a, yes. a second-hand mini drill.
2: Indeed, or first-hand mini drill for that matter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I managed to drill them in and I sort of ran a spear through the gap and it's, a, it's, a, it's the right size. And um, yeah, let's so, so I've hands, got the Irish...
3: Andy, let's see your hands. Yeah. Oh, there's no holes in the hands. There's yeah. no holes. There's
0: no blood. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> Fantastic. Well done. That's a, that's a you know anybody else doing their first bit of drilling. I'm
4: going to see. Are you sure happen. you've actually drilled something? Because you know, yeah. you've actually got some blood on the miniatures. They haven't been probably mm. uh, no,
0: know, yeah, you've broken No, no. the hole. You see, the
2: hole of the hand there. Uh,
0: right. Okay. It,
2: it doesn't come out well on the podcast for the listeners, but you guys can see it. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that, that they're, um, they're they're all done. So it's. Um, uh, so at the moment I'm sort of sticking them onto bases and I'm um, going to stick shields on and just finish them off. So they should be done by next week. And then it's, I'll um, well, we'll be painting the, painting the pikemen. Who, okay. They've had their, their hands drilled as well. when necessary.
0: So it's just been a whole lot of drilling going on all week really. And 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 that's kind well, of it's amazing could, to
2: do. I mean, the whole lot, in, you know, about 20 Irish, 28 mil and about the same number of, hmm. 25 mil
0: pikeman and it's all done literally within an hour probably less and did you what what drill bits did you get some of those ones that simon had recommended that were sort of slightly fatter to kind of um, no no fit really. in the, you just use the straight ones that um i use the smallest one that are the ones that you sent me and that was actually fine Oh, brilliant okay yeah. all right with that drill that's good cool yeah probably. well let's let's go let's go left on the screen then um adam um you're obviously snipping something almost as we speak but um which which either means you Suddenly, realise you've not done any painting, and you were trying to frantically get some in before we got round to you on the on the screen of seven, or or it's been kind of a prepping and planning week. Well, um, I
6: finished off the Russian tanks and trucks that I was doing, so I got them done, so I'm quite pleased. And I've been um and I'm prepping up the uh, Mongol cavalry, as you Mm. say, even as we speak. I'm doing batch twelve. The horses are all put together, and I'm just putting together the riders. Um, Tanks be done. It's, oh, it was only two tanks and two trucks, so no, nothing, it, was, it wasn't a huge week. But um, I'm doing something um, odd with the Mongol cavalry. Um, I am priming the horses in a different colour to the riders. Good move. I'm okay. priming the horses black yes. because sort of like going with the get them done quickly. Most mm. tails and manes black, lower legs black, so that's sort of like that painting done. And I'm going to do the riders white. Um, because actually white's a better colour to put underneath um, the colours I was gonna do with them. So um Austrian I've never... riders.
4: Sorry? Austrian riders. They're all white. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're medium knights on elephants, mate. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. Sweet. Um
4: with
6: artillery. <laughs> Can but um, I'm looking for a couple of bits of advice, actually, I say from you guys, I probably just mean Tanzan to be Tamsin, perfect.
1: Tamsin,
6: yeah. um, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll
0: all put ourselves on mute <laughs> now and wait, nice. stand back. Okay.
6: Yeah. Um, first thing is, I'm I've, I've, painting riders, I've never painted riders separately from the horse before. Um, what's a good way of fixing them to something so I can hold them to paint them well?
7: Drilling, st- drilling sort of under, into their seat, put,
1: uh-huh. a safe,
7: uh, their put a length of paper clip in, and shove that, the paper clip into a cork.
6: Okay, so paper clips. I was hoping there was something that I could avoid drilling, um, but no, it's, um, yeah, that's probably going to be a thing, so. I'll, uh,
7: you could, if you've got a oh, you saw Send nails, them around to me, I've got a drill. Some nail, if you've got some nails, you can glue them onto the head, the head of the nail. Put the nail into the cork. Or oh, no, do what no, I do, just hold a
4: foot, paint the rest, paint the foot at the end. That's <laughs> that also
6: might work as well. But no, it's the nail, the head of the nail and a bit of weak glue might also work. So that could happen. Next question is um I've never done single base twenty-eight meal cavalry before. When I do infantry, I base them on two P pieces because it's the perfect size and it gives it the right amount of heft, I find. So Paint um, basing horses. What's a good thing to base them on?
1: Mm, um, do you want to reuse these?
7: Get a, a pill or oval base, M- MDF pillar oval base. Uh, I'm trying to think who, yeah, if you're if you're doing
0: for Saga, base, there are dude, people who do those um, MDF bases,
7: are
0: not so yeah. just
6: buy the MDF. It's just, um, yeah, I suppose yeah. it's like the whole placing the infantry on two peas. It's like, it's just lying around the house, perfect and really cheap. It's yeah. only two be of a base. Um, and the final um, piece of advice is painting 15 mil horses. I just don't bother with the hooves. But what colour are horses' hooves?
7: Gray. Is gray or khaki gray? Okay. It depends. Khaki gray? Where you've got, where you've got a, where you've got white, white markings on the lower leg. Yeah. Then... I then it will tend to be a paler hoof, hoof okay. there, but the other ones would be darker. Okay,
4: so dark grey or light grey?
7: Just one thing on the basing yeah. of
4: the horse, do you want to be able to reuse the army for ADLG at all? It's, I'm not going to, because that's just too much fiddling about to be honest. To sort of like. Go oh, from
1: what
0: what, well, what well, you're well, saying well, is that's an opportunity yeah. not to buy more figures?
4: Well, yeah, but the other thing is what yeah. you can do is, uh, under the base itself, if you make the bases not too wide and uh, put a magnet on, you can always just get a blank and have the three horses on, and then all of a sudden you've got an ADLG cavalry unit. Yeah,
6: because I was thinking of just not basing them at all, because the base that these figures come with are quite sort of like wide, and they stand okay, but it's not quite, just, just one little bit more heft to them, a little bit more lower the centre of gravity, I think. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. I might actually not be a cheapskate and buy some MDFs from somebody.
0: Yeah, 60 by 20 MDF. It's not, not expensive. And there's mm-hmm. a million different companies make it all on eBay. Samson, what have you been doing this week? It-
7: oh, I've been screen share.
0: Ah, okay. You've been doing um, some yet more of the um, the, the Judge Dread people this yes, week. Uh, I think. actually, yeah. I did see some on your blog with those um, those clear bases. They look, yeah. they look really, really good. I think you got those, some really good feedback as well
5: on that. those clear bases. Yeah. Are really awesome for this type of scale.
0: Yeah, no, that really rocks, doesn't it? That really works well. Oh wow! So there's a lot of different colours on these people. So you've you've extended yeah, the colour so palette. Yes, I
7: these were a bit I. I started painting them on Tuesday, then so on Wednesday and Thursday, when I woke up, my, my painting mojo didn't wake up with the rest of me. So... Sorry, I thought we
0: were going to get into a, a real weird Wargamers Craig David moment there. But, no, but no. It was uh, just about just, the mojo not being there, fine. Okay. Yeah,
7: so I, did, so I didn't get that ra- round. To pa- I carried it, continuing the painting until Friday, got them finished. I had, it was good fun painting well, well, them.
1: No, they're
0: neat. Oh, I love the green Mohican and stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you end up putting any more graffiti on that building? Or, or no, I haven't exhausted with it. You were just exhausted with it. None of our idiot suggestions from last week were quite good enough to, um, well, were any good at all, to be honest, I suspect is the answer. Oh, so how, uh, how many How many of those did two, you get done this week?
7: So it was 11 figures, and I've also painted the three fatties, but I haven't photographed them yet. Right. So I only had a thought, hmm, just so a second. I've got an MDF kit for a fast food stall sitting
1: around. As we so I've all thought, do. As yeah, we all do. I
7: paint and assemble. Get back. painted and assembled. I so haven't quite finished that. So okay. I should finish that tomorrow. Get the photos done then. Ah,
0: yeah, fantastic! That's a good, good set of um, real nice, high quality single figures. I think, yeah. for from, from my point of view, um, I've kind of done the opposite really. I've, well, I've finished off some of those Essex um, standard Hungarian spearmen with the. Uh, with the printed out shield transfers. And there's like two types of shields. And i just posted them up on um, on my blog today, this afternoon. So I've got six bases of, of spearmen, some of which I did in two ranks and some of which I did in kind of a, a bit of that sort of knot, um, you know, that defensive knot that um, some of the guys down the club use. Um, Jesse and um, oh, who else is it? Um, Sean as well, sometimes base their infantry sort of in the centre of the base so that they're kind of facing out each way. And and they seem to have come out really well and I I did find a way of doing those nonsense bowmen um that, that come with the Essex Hungarian army and just sort of giving them padded gilets with with sort of stripy bits that look like They've got kind of leather padding. So that actually is other than I think I've got belts and um, Pouches to do on three bases of handgunners, then that is the Hungarians done and I'm I'm suddenly facing the difficult decision of of what to actually do next. And um, but I think that's um that's something for a bit later. But I'm I'm really chuffed with the Hungarians getting all the consistent basing and and having sort of a whole medieval army that I'm not recycling bits and bobs from the generic medieval light horse tray at all. I've, I've just got a whole army that's completely consistently based and painted in in one particular style. So, so that's been kind of a busy week, but the red and white shields
2: go beautifully with, with the, with the, with the, with with the basing. It it just, they just
0: really stand out. No, I suppose it's, it's one of those things that if you keep cobbling together armies and morphing troops at some point, as you get older and better at (laughs) painting or learn more tricks, I wouldn't even say better. I'd say you just learn more tricks. Then your basing and some of the painting stuff starts to be, too different to stuff that you were doing 10 15 20 plus years ago that some of these other figures are from and and there's probably a point at which you've just got to go actually those old ones do need to get replaced i i can actually do quantitatively better now through through technique and practice and and just being able to buy different other bits and pieces so um yeah that 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 was kind of the choice really but so i I think you know, it may actually spur me to sell some stuff on eBay because I now can see that, you know, I can I can make something that is sufficiently better to stuff I did ten, fifteen years ago that the old stuff just is not really going to fit. It's really, really not, just not going to fit. So, and, and there's and also then, the
2: fact that also the fact that being older, we're not suddenly going to say, oh dear, we need to get an army ready to go on the table, otherwise we've got nothing to play with, and we've all got so many well, other armies. Well, I think we,
0: I, I think we're not going to do it that. Takes the because, pressure. Um, off because we can't play <laughs> at the moment that's yeah. when the joys of lockdown is actually having enough time to do it you're not racing for a competition or something like that and so so that's actually the third complete army that i've actually finished under under lockdown the, the 28 mil syrians the fifth the 10 mil french and and these hungarians but i think the hungarians is the only one that i've actually done from from scratch the other two were both sort of a bit started before this happened but this is a, like a whole thing so i've so i've just got to decide whether i paint up some other stuff or you know or, or what other stuff i do so so there you go that's that's the week in painting this means war. so we're into the who played what stage of um stage of the week and and looking around, you know, if, if I can ask for a nod of the head or a shake of the head if you play the game. And um, and actually, there's two people there. We've got, we've got Andy and Dave look like they've played. And, and there's a rumour doing the rounds on the internet that you actually played each other on on Tabletop Simulator. So um, maybe we can, like, blank out one of you, put you in a sort of a booth, a bit like Mr. <laughs> and Mrs., and ask how the game went, and then, um, then come back to the other. Or um, that's too technically complicated, and I could just ask Andy first um, how it went and then we can see if if Dave contradicts him. So Andy, fire away, what was it like?
2: Uh, I was using Carthaginians and, trying
0: to remember what Dave was using now, it was uh,
3: Alexandrians.
2: Alexandrians, yeah that's right. And I had 26 units to his 22 because I was trying out an army for warfare with two elephants and uh, it it went very well actually. Um, We were both loading remarkably high numbers to begin with Um, except for one particular combat in the first round where my um, medium impact goals rolled a six and his pikemen rolled a one,
0: and that was goodbye pikemen. Oh, blast straight through. Indeed, yeah. Absolutely blast straight. So was that that the decisive point of the game? It was like nip and tuck until you just outdiced him 6-1?
2: Not really that. Well, I was kind of slightly ahead on on the losses anyway, Uh, but um, Dave did come back towards the end but I think the the size of my army, and then trading off losses, meant that I was able to win before he was. And um, I think Dave was kind of waving the white flag because it was nearly midnight anyway. So
0: midnight. Eight eight okay, so Dave, yeah, from from your side of view, um, you know what kind of overly lucky cheating dog was Andy to to well, think, you know, drive you started started into the dirt in that eight, way?
3: We started at eight o'clock and we finished at midnight thirty. So I think we would definitely gone well past two and a half hours
0: like <laughs> even my maths does that
3: but uh no no i mean i i mean it was my first game properly on tts i still find it a bit um difficult i'm not difficult i think i've got I'm there now. there's a yeah. few things a few technicalities i need to learn i mean we were using whatsapp to communicate between ourselves we didn't manage okay. to work out the online uh communications but need to perfect that um, struggled slightly with them. But by the end of the game, I was really confident with moving the figures around the table, not tipping the table over. Well, I you have didn't have so many to move at that stage. <laughs> I have to admit I was <laughs> fairly drunk by 11.30. <laughs> for the last okay. hour, I was yeah. pretty drunk.
2: But you also, you also managed not to attack any of your own troops.
3: Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a positive. Um, I think That's
0: better than Rafa, yep.
3: yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it was, it was interesting. I, I think... I went with an army which had too many lights in it against Andy's. Andy's had 26 bases and they were all battle troops, more or less. Whereas I had at least three, four, uh, yeah, maybe six, more. Eight, I, had no. eight, I had eight light troops. So
0: Wow. I had seven.
3: Okay. and, um, okay. Yeah, and um, my, not, my cavalry went through one flank in the end, but too late to turn the flank quick enough to win the game.
1: To make a my
3: usual trick with a Carthaginian army. So I went for my usual yeah. tactic and failed.
0: I'm struggling with that. Okay. It's good.
3: Right, I mean, so, but... I, I'm definitely up for some more TTS, but there's a few things I need to, I, mean, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be confident to be the host quite yet. I don't...
0: Yeah, <laughs> but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, I'm going to call George put... tomorrow night. Okay, that's good. Well, you know, he's, he's already just about inched his way past me. And yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you go on that one. Good. It seems like okay, a well, you? nice know, no, he's a he's a top lad. And I think, you know, now it's a day when people are already queuing um quarter of a mile down the road outside Primark. So that surely is one step along the um, the road to us being able to sit four feet apart wearing masks and starting to play face to face for real. So Ooh. we're we're moving in the right direction. Uh, Primark. Possibly. This means war. with that part the um the podcast over we now get into in fact i'm looking just behind peter's luxurious hair i'm sort of peeking around it on on the sort of slight small edges of the um the zoom screen where where his luxurious hair doesn't really cover to see the napoleonic-ish sort of battlefield and and we're into um teaching timmy about napoleon which is the fourth week i believe for for this this stellar stellar feature um that, that we're working to back last week kind of got a bit shouty um with, with a lot of people so apologies for that but but i think we were all talking so much nonsense and i was asking so much nonsense that's that's fairly understandable and and i'm just trying to remember where we got to so was last week when we discovered about the um, austro-hungarian empire and the eurovision contest or, or did we do something else after that
7: yeah pretty
0: much brilliant so the russians the russians had gone back home through a country that we didn't know existed at the start of the, the podcast and given up, which meant Napoleon had been able to beat the Austrians twice um, in the same place in exactly the same way. And having beaten them twice, he presumably was kind of going back. Um, and then his brother was sort of doing his PR for him and running the country on the sly. And so from where we're up to, I think, um, I can't remember which Andy, which year was it we're at the end of and um, when he's going oh. back after beating the Austrians? Well, the Battle of Marengo was 1800,
2: and that essentially that
0: was it. it was the chicken dish, wasn't it? was chicken <laughs> dish right, with, um, yeah, with yeah, random ingredients. In the French
2: army, yeah. And um, yeah. so, with well, the Battle of Marengo, were brought essentially brought that campaign to a close, and then things kind of tailed off, and you
0: actually had it, it would do. You know, if you've been eating chicken stuffed with you know peppers and olives and prawns, I think a lot of stuff would tail off for quite some time, really, wouldn't it?
1: Well,
7: that was probably um, the fried right eggs. After.
0: And fried eggs, yes, with a fried egg on top. Obviously, he so wasn't got, a vegan, right? Um, so we so, uh, indige- we got Napoleon with indigestion. He's back there with his brother. Um, you know, and their hats have changed, changed shape as well, because just because someone, what was that fashion? It can't have really been a no. They're still,
2: type, though, they're still wearing shako. Uh, they're still wearing bicorns of this era. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, sort of in, in terms of this kind of stuff, you need to know about the salient facts. And there's a lot of stuff that we're kind of skimming over here. Um, sort of peace kind of breaks out because everyone's more or less had enough of it.
0: And during this period They're of moving season, on to dessert stage. Somebody, you know, someone has come up with meringue as the main dish. Yeah. And then the entire chef population of Europe says, look, guys, we need at least a year to come up with something this mad to follow that with. To try and... Probably the no no, r- the, Well,
2: There are no bad ones. You know, what, 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 what meringue. What are we going to give them? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but anyway, uh, um, culinary problems aside, Napoleon, um, they have a referendum in France and vote for Napoleon to become the emperor.
0: Uh, I, so I don't you know, vote you know, for I'm, the uh, king. <laughs> I was going to say, you know... <laughs> women poor, lying can, just, yes, I know, but they didn't have them in those days. Can, 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 can I just, like, um, you know, interrupt there? Because my, my understanding of the way democracy works after you've kind of like chopped head off all the nobility doesn't involve <clears> electing <throat> an emperor. But Well, we, you've you you elected a consul first, first consul. Okay, like, um, no, like it was Nintendo a or SNES.
4: Then he was wasn't like for overnight. it was like, you know, it got them used to the idea that he's in charge, and he just sort of... How would you like me to rule Yeah. Right,
3: so How can I rule you? Just how do you want to do, all, do it? It's all based on Roman t- ideas that the Romans had two consuls. I mean, the, the French Revolution f- followed Roman and Republican history to quite extensive... So he, he was then made consul, in Rome there were two consuls, but he was then consul for life, which then became emperor. in exactly the way that Augustus, Augustus was the um, first man of the Senate. He was the first man of the people.
0: Was, was he the one who was in Carry On Cleo, or is that a different one? No, that's... Um, that's Sid James. Jesus, that's uh, yeah. Sir Caesar. Julius Caesar, that's nothing to do with. So, there wasn't a Napoleonic Augustus carry on Cleo Augustus
3: thing. Is, no. Augustus is Julius Caesar's adopted son.
0: There was a So, if there'd been a sequel to carry on Cleo set in Napoleonic times, that would have described what had happened at this point in I French
3: history. I think it would be actually very accurate, actually.
0: It
1: would be very accurate. That I think would be good. And,
3: um, and, um, Josephine for uh, Cleobatra. Uh, and which, which, which they, role they they an would the same thing.
0: Which role would Bernard Breslau have played? That's the important bit. Um, no, 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 no. so Marshal May, probably.
5: Pa-
0: okay. Well, obviously. Uh, you know, that, I, I'll just say that, yes. This is the Bernard Breslau role. Um, so we've now suddenly got... Napoleon has accidentally become emperor through a bit of good PR and... Um, people. And he want crowned him- himself. And he crowned himself?
3: Yeah, this is what? a big deal. He put the crown oh, yeah. on his own head.
0: Um, okay, all right. So he's now wearing a crown underneath that big hat that we've all seen him on. Um, and he's emperor and there's peace and there's like chefs across Europe are making weird desserts and and we're into you know the something years and stuff like that so I'm guessing from again my limited knowledge and there's going to be a battle against the English at some point and there's something to do with Russia um coming down the line not to give away any spoilers but but I'm imagining this peace doesn't last does someone you know have Come up with an extra course in between in mains and dessert. Is there an argument over the petty fours? What what goes on? Well, he he, he bumps off this this royal I think can't remember the guy's name now. But um, um,
2: the British take a rather good view of that. Brutus, no, 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 not Brutus. Um, uh, and uh, the British basically use that as a reason to declare war again. And uh,
0: the Napoleon. Hang, hang on, hang on, So, big- so he so he's gone round Europe, kicked loads of people twice. He's gone to. Egypt, sort of lost them a bit, but maybe not. Come back home, he's now wearing a crown, and then he kills some bloke in his court after crowning himself, and the, the English go, that's the excuse we're looking for, we'll go over, have a bit of a ruck.
6: Can I just put in there, there's probably lots of historians that might disagree with how that piece was broken, who was at fault, and you can say it's because of that, but there's, um, there's historical discussion about... Whose fault it was, this was broken, and who was mainly
1: responsible?
0: So, what was it like? But Napoleon like killed some bloke who was involved in government who used to be posh, roughly. Was that it, or am I missing something?
2: Well, there was some, he, he, he had some aristo, I think his guy was called Vonkian had him bumped off, I think, or he's, he's accused of having had him bumped off. Okay. And, and that was a, a prime reason why the British decided, right, we're not having this anymore. Um, but to cut a long story short, Napoleon massed a big army uh, in the Pas de Calais, about 200,000 of them, and was drilling well, them and well, training yeah. them to invade England. And uh, all he needed was naval superiority to do that. And he, the, the French fleet tried to do that and got nowhere. And that essentially ended up with them um, Uh, Battle of Trafalgar.
0: And was that like what Sir Francis Drake and the bowls and stuff like that? Or is that a different one? That was a different one.
2: This is Nelson. That was a different one.
0: Very Nelson And Nelson's the one who, he's the first one to put his hand in his coat and only have one arm, and then Napoleon followed him with that.
2: Yeah, well, there wasn't much of him left by the end of it because he'd lost one eye and one arm and
0: one his life. (laughs) I was just wanting Hardy
4: to kiss him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And are there any famous films about this one?
3: Napoleon put his arm in his coat because he thought that looked like a Roman senator making speeches in the Senate of Rome.
0: It wasn't because he had like really tiny hands or something. No, no, no basically,
3: no. When you yeah. make a speech in the Senate in Rome, you hold your toga in one arm and that's what he was doing. So, so that, was was that, mean, that was an affectation.
0: But Nelson did that because he did only have one hand.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it look
0: like so it's the Battle of Trafalgar, um, which I think you can buy like loads of really tiny ships from, um, from Forged in Battle, can't you? I think for like about 30 quid in teeny tiny, but I've never seen anyone play that. So, so then there's loads of French people in sort of Belgium and stuff, um, ready to invade England, but they can't get across the channel because the tunnel's not been opened yet. Eurostar's not working. And it was locked anyway.
1: It's na-
0: mm. locked down. They've lost a naval battle. So, yeah. So, what do they do? Do they come up with like another dessert or another main dish or something? Well, they're well no, they kicking the, around? The, the, the...
2: The, their Bavarian allies were screaming for help because at that stage an army an Austrian army had rolled into Bavaria and taken over the place. Don't these the Austrians were ever, way.
0: didn't the Austrians ever learn? Just because it no. just sounds like no, obviously not. No. This is just the story in the Pope. The Austrians, they never learn. So so there's loads of French people in Belgium wanting to invade Britain. They failed to do it because that bloke puts his hand in his coat and because he hasn't got a hand. Then Somebody in Bavaria, which is probably a bit of Germany um, now, and then the Russians and the Austrians have another go, having given up on trying to invade Italy, I guess. And they just go, look, let's do, just do the German yeah. stuff straight away. We want well, that BMW factory. There was well, factory. The, the <laughs> fighting
2: in Italy, but that's all peripheral to what we, you know, to, to the main story.
0: Okay. The main story that, is has part- that has that thing in France happened yet? Sorry, that thing in Spain happened yet, where uh, no. Sean Bean says no.
1: bastard oh, no, a lot. No, no. That's no, still Sean coming.
0: Bloody hell. That's
2: interest, no,
1: we're, A long
2: we're in, in, in October-November 1805 and Napoleon okay. gets his army from the Channel Coast down to sort of Munich, um, Bavaria area in okay. about 11 days.
0: Wow. Right? So that's like, faster than, that's, that's like faster than two legs in the Champions League then.
3: It, he yeah. shocks everybody yeah. by the speed of his manoeuvre. That's his tactic. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: So they, they go like the Clappers. completely what? turn up behind the Austrians and say, okay, we've got you surrounded. And essentially, that's it, a whole Austrian army of about 30,000 men has to surrender. In and Munich? Then, yeah, Ulm, actually, but yeah, somewhere near Munich. Okay. They might have gone there for the beer festival, we're not quite sure.
0: Yeah, that was October, wasn't it? So that could well be it, yeah. Yeah, pub, yeah and might, to Do we bit. know if that played a part in it? No? Unlike, Dave, are you still drinking Hefersteiner while you're doing this? I have, this? I have got, um,
3: yes, there it is.
0: Heffersteiner and that's that was one of the Austrian generals or something? Could no. be. Okay so he's so he's gone from from um, Calais with his duty freeze to the beer festival in, in Munich. The Austrians have surrendered without a fight. Um, well, they were so horribly got outnumbered
2: army, so cut off. Yeah
0: and, and he has beaten them every single time he's taken them on before. Yeah and, and they've well, so well, the now of, got an army.
2: Yeah then the rest of the Austrian army and the Russians who are beginning to arrive decide they need to retreat because they're outnumbered and Napoleon's coming after them.
0: And he's pretty cool by this time, he's, he's got yeah, yeah, number. Right. He's he's the like number. giving the evils, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. He, 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 he's business
2: as well. he chases he them off past Vienna. And um, now Napoleon's um,
0: supply lines are becoming a bit long. So they end up in Bohemia. He can't, he can't, he can't get his prawns and his chicken and his olives. No, That's they, like starting they, to get tricky. They've
3: moved on. Chicken Marengo Chicken Marengo, they've dropped the prawns and they're using mushrooms instead by this point.
2: Yeah, and the roads are okay. so bad the lorries can't get up the roads, so it's it's, it's, okay. it's it's all really bad. So um, anyway, they get, they get to this place called Austerlitz, and it's a kind of a stalemate. Napoleon hasn't really got enough guys to attack the Austrians and Russians. Uh, so he wanted to lure them into attacking him. So he asks for an armistice and makes it look like his army is really weak. And they think, right, we've got him on the, the run. Ad-
0: we've
2: got the because, advantage. Because, Let's go for him. Because, you know, having,
0: having been beaten by him comprehensively many, many times before and having had their army captured by him like months before and knowing that he's quite clever and good at this stuff, they were like, aha, we have him now. Exactly. That's it. Okay. So, um, who, was, who was the... O- who is was the Austrian general? Like, you know, uh, it's called the battle
2: um, It's called the Battle of the Three Emperors. And you had the Emperor Francis I of Austria. You had Nicholas of uh, Russia. so Alexander okay. of Russia, beg your pardon, Sir Alexander. And Napoleon, the three emperors. So
0: um, this is basically going to be a battle that proves that um, hereditary leadership um, is not that clever but um but then if you can kind of do the whole emperor thing but but do it through sort of military Lexus. promotion Lexus. and a coup that kind of works yeah 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 exactly yeah what what sort of hats are they wearing now Charcot. well the, still well, the
2: french were wearing well, shakos wearing... no they're not they they're, they're still in um bicorns but. because the shako didn't come in till 1806 and the austrians uh, are still in
0: their funky helmets austrians are still in the funky helmets He's the, the sort of comedy pickle helps
2: I think
7: some are wearing show
0: oh, I right, have, funny okay. enough I saw a
7: picture the Russians actually had gone to sharko's via you know, the Russians well. had that the a kind I of humor
2: thing didn't they
1: yeah
0: but... should we do should we do a whole special episode on the hats is that a thing oh, you could no yeah. everybody's saying no i can see that there's a big big no here okay so yeah, so yeah. there's like they
7: everybody, can tell each other apart it was by it's just that. Simon. yeah <laughs> everybody
0: so Napoleon's
3: masterpiece he can masterpiece it's his masterpiece. He, he says that he was comparing himself with Alexander the Great, and he copied Alexander the Great's tactics at Arbella and in Spursia, in that he drew the enemy onto him in the centre and then folded him from the flanks. But it was also very missing. Isn't, isn't that right? Hannibal?
0: Isn't that Hannibal? Did he get that yeah, one wrong?
3: But, I mean, Alex, it was more Alexander they compared themselves with. But it's the, it's the last time that um, Napoleon really has the advantage. There was a,
4: a lot of mist on the battlefield, and basically drew him in from the heights. So had them marching left, right, and centre, and basically catching them out because he was well and truly, you know, not supposed to win it. If you know the Austrians uh, thought they were going to steam through,
0: roll. So does, so does that mean this is a game, you know, or a battle which is utterly unrepeatable under any set of wargames rules because you can actually That's see where big, the other troops are?
4: Yeah, basically.
3: I think the problem is scale and how big the wall I mean, these Napoleonic the battles are absolutely enormous. I've I've seen Vagram done in six or ten millimeter and it really looked the pace But uh, well,
0: Vagram was one of the biggest battles. Yeah, well, Tim's um,
4: looking for a new army to paint.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you know, Austrians in ten mil, maybe that's a lot quicker and then I can do those before I eventually turn into the British. Possibly that could be the answer. So these ostelets
3: for mine as well. The German okay. so the Russians are on hills in front of Napoleon and he can't <laughs> go at them in, on the hills. So he suckers them into coming off the hills and attacking him. He pretends hills. he's retreating and they come charging after him. And okay. uh, Marshal Lam, who is, um, uh, I was going to say Alexander, Napoleon's great general, um, Marshal is on the left hand side.
0: Marshal um, Lam.
3: Lam, L A N N N E S. Yeah, weird, he's one, one of the top guys, yeah.
0: Oh, sorry, I thought you said lamb, like, um, you know, like, like beef Larry. and lamb, but, no. yeah, Larry, yeah.
3: These guys are all very young and very, they're all, some of them are actually working class. One of them, for example, is the son of an innkeeper, and they've risen through the ranks, and they're, yeah, the soldiers respect them, but land makes this massive sweeping movement on the left, which comes around the back of the, his opponents, and it's quite a decisive battle. I'll leave. Okay. I'll go over to Andy for okay. more So, he's, so, so, he's, so he's,
0: pulled the, he's pulled the Russians off a big hill and, um, and Larry the Lamb has kind of swung around the back of them and, and given them a spanking and, and the Austrians are suddenly going, oh, this appears to have happened before. Um, <laughs> but we're just doing it on a bigger scale with more Russians involved. Um, and yep. we're somewhere near Vienna, did you say, this one? or yeah. in Bohemia, yeah. It's, You're in Bohemia, okay. Well, past so Vienna. Checkers the. Huss- Czechoslovakia A bit
3: of
2: so in the background,
0: so, it's no, actually in Slovakia before, these days. It was before Czechoslovakia, I imagine. Um, yeah, so this is where the Hussites were and Jan Zizka, and there's war, yeah, that's right, yeah, that lot, yeah, yep, that's all good. Okay, so Astolitz is over, and then presumably the Austrians and the Russians are all kind of like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Um, why'd we get sucked? Yeah, throw in the towel, very
2: sorry, yeah, throw the towel, very sorry, God. do don't do it again. And, and I and know, and
0: I remember from last time because the way the Austrians deal with these crushing defeats is. To sue for peace, and then then the French have to go away because they've done that successfully several times.
4: Yeah, but the French French,
2: go build another army. Yeah, but the the the, the French took some provinces off them, and you know really punished them this time. Okay, so the French. It's also important
6: to note that the Austrians sue for peace, but the Russians don't. The Russians are still in the war.
0: Okay, because it's not actually in their country, and there's no big French army sort of sat on their doorstep or in Bohemia or wherever that is, which was probably part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Yeah, Because my right. geography's improved dramatically over the last week. Okay.
3: This is so, the last time that Napoleon's army... So, La Grande Armée... Is this, is
0: this a spoiler, Dave? Is this a no, spoiler no, so you're the, doing for the rest the, of the series? The army, that,
3: the army that he's created on the coast of, uh, you know, on the French coast to invade England yeah. is called La Grande Armée. Which is possibly the best army. It's the last Sorry time. Dave, could
0: you could you do that again with your Spanish accent as well? Oh, oh it's like I'm there. I can hear the music in the background already. It's
3: amazing. <laughs> it's my dessert. But he's got I can, I can smell people. the baguettes. It's it's you know, it's, it's a revolutionary enthusiastic army. So he's got span he's got um uh, Dutch, Polish, all sorts of troops from all over Europe fighting for him.
0: Yeah, but the French
2: are also, a lot of them are now experienced troops, haven't been in several campaigns um, yeah. during the 1790s. And, so they they know use that experience,
0: and they use that experience to say, we need new hats. These, these bicorns are not Absolutely. effective. Is that what changes now?
3: After this period, yeah. other armies start to cotton on to his tactics. I mean, so his thing is that he has these cores which operate with all their equipment, and they can converge quickly. His idea is that basically... He selects a battlefield and he splits his army into, say, three corps, and they all can work independently and they all converge rapidly. And one, you know, two of the corps will hold the enemy in position while the third corps comes in from an angle, and you know, provides a crushing defeat. And other people cotton on to his methodology, so it's the last time that his superiority of tactics and weaponry and you know, maneuver. Makes and hats, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. People by this point are starting to work out how he does it. To give an illustration
2: of the difference at at Austerlitz, in order to get a bunch of Austrians and Russians to attack Napoleon's left flank, they have to they have six different columns, and the orders have to be written out six times some of them in Russian, and some of it in German. That all takes ages, and then everyone's getting each other's way, and there's no permanent formation larger than a regiment in these armies. So right. command control, Napoleon had, a, by having a, a sort of pyramid system of command control all the way up to core, Napoleon had a major advantage in the way he was able to manoeuvre his army.
0: And they've all got like iPads and mobile phones effectively. Yeah. And everybody else yeah. is still yeah. sending letters like right, with pigeons and stuff. Okay. And Napoleon,
3: Napoleon could almost memorise every single unit and he, he could carry in his own head where every unit in his army was.
0: So he's basically a wargamer then, but, but oh God, with more mobility. He's like, he's like,
3: um, he's like Graham Evans of, of uh, Napoleonic <laughs> at And <war
1: game. laughs>
2: okay. I need a very efficient chief of staff, a guy called Berthier, who was not that good at actual fighting, but brilliant as commander-in-chief and translating Napoleon's thoughts and cryptic clues into legible instructions so people could follow
0: them. Okay, so, and, and this is called Bertie A. Bertie Oh no, Beth Bethie A, all right, okay, Berthier. sorry. I thought his name might have been Bert. Um, okay, so the, this, like, really efficient, the Paleonic Army, it kind of does the Austrians, the Austrians go, oh, we should have seen that coming, because um, it's happened many times. The Russians are like, we'll carry on fighting, because it's a long way away, you're not actually in our backyard. Indeed. Um, the Brits, but he assembled an army to invade Britain, and Britain's at war. And um, But all this army is no longer in the power to Calais. The British are um, still
3: funding the war against Napoleon to be fought by everybody else. Okay. And what? hoping for
0: Brexit. And they've got a massive naval um, force, so to speak. Exactly. So, so we've got Napoleon, he's done the Austrians, he's sort of done the Russians, the Russians are still playing. He's got a dirty great army in um, Eastern Europe. The Austrians have done their traditional we've lost so let's sue for peace so it doesn't really hurt and we don't get our capital kind of taken over even though that would happen in the board game um and the russians are kind of going home the the um brits and stuff are like we spent a lot of money with the austrians they're all a bit rubbish we might have to do something ourselves Austerlitz has happened the french are thinking this is brilliant what we need is new hats and a new dessert and um and then i presume after that we're kind of moving towards another phase of the war is that right yes
2: yeah so i think tune in next week to find out really
0: almost coherent wasn't it <laughs> I don't know if it was coherent if you're listening to it but it sort of feels coherent well look with that Napoleonic um, excitement over for another week which is quite astonishing we go back to to not quite um, 30 years war but we go even further back to the world of medieval Scandinavia and we're starting to compare um, Peter I believe a lot of medium nights are really cool with um, Simon I'm not Peter um, so I maybe have at least one other thing possibly to say if we're lucky. Um, other than medium knights are really cool, um, Leroy Mayer, and um, to compare our two sets of ADLG army lists. So I think we've got the first one up on screen. So Simon, this is your list two twenty one, the medieval Scandinavian, and I can see um, following on from from our ongoing discussion about. Um, obscure cooking involving chicken with extra pieces in the French Army Napoleonic Wars. You've gone for an olive-based Kalamata Union with German allies in 1489 version of the medieval yeah. Scandinavians. So, so talk us through how this army works and uh, what what you kind of think about
5: it, how it's going to fit together. So, so the idea behind this army was to have a bit of fun with some of the more different troop types, rather than just a classic a bunch of spear, um, a few knights, a few crossbowmen, and just charge across the table. Okay. So, with, the, with the, the Swedes don't have a very high initio- um, command structure, it's command three, So, um, thought, and you have to have impetuous knights, which is always going to be good fun. So I thought, let's build one, a nice big hammer of knight command. So you've got four impetuous heavy knights, that way then you can get some pretty miniatures. Yep. Three of those are elite. One's ordinary. You have one and of that's the... That's messing about, yeah. No, so that's a definitive, I'm going that way. One way or the other, there is a result. Then uh, then we'd like to have a wingman running around. So you have one of the, the Valets, which is a quality troop type, the medium cavalry, mediocre. Not even a bow, just media, medium cavalry.
0: Just mediocre. That's the cheapest thing in the game.
5: <laughs> yep. So, and the, the thought behind him, again, is the knights come through as a big wall of steel saying uh, g'day how are you when it's safe to the medium cavalry can break out and provide an overlap as part of that command you've also got a crossbowman and a an elite handgunner just to wander around and take a couple pot shots in the flank or side just to annoy somebody to get a charge off
0: and and that's got a brilliant Brilliant commander, that's your CNC, yeah, isn't it? The- that's the CNC, that's, a, that's,
5: that's the head Swede, you know, the, the big okay. turnip himself, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, being of, of this period, because um, I've gone for 1489, you've got to have a few pikemen, so you always have to have main so mm-hmm. a couple of big pike.
0: Are you, are you thinking I- about doing this army in 28 mil with those, um, those 28 mil plastic ones with the 1880 people?
5: Yeah, because you know, as you know, I do like the necks and I yeah. like armies that can pick pick a fight. Um, mm. So you could go for spearmen, but I've I've gone for the I have no idea how to pronounce the word, but it's the the mixed unit formations where it's um heavy swordsmen. With, yeah. Okay. The. Dave, Dave,
0: no, actually, no. We, I think we need to call in Dave yeah, Saunders to get the yeah, Spanish pronunciation
3: having, of this having one. how inch not I've got no idea how you pronounce um a Swedish well, we, unit called Ubudsaya.
0: But we know that we know exactly that you don't have much uh, idea how to pronounce things in Spanish, but it's always quite entertaining mm. if you have a go. But so we, we're going to Ubud-saya, are we saying? Is this the, no the official idea.
7: day of I'm translation? Like pronunciation. chair or it could be Ubud-saya. Are they Ubud-saya. not announced to
5: tables or something? Okay. Any yeah. which way. <laughs> so what we've got here is three media, sorry, three heavy swordsmen, half heavy swordsmen, half crossbowmen. So as a group of five heavy foot. They can wander across the table. They can, being the, the crossbowmen, it doesn't matter how good your armour is, they're going to hit you. Uh, you've got a plus one to save. Um, that should annoy people. Yes, I know that any knight that comes up against them is going to ride them down, but the pikemen will uh, at least annoy a few people, so... And that's part of there. Some of the compulsory troops.
0: Yeah, that's tricky for, for knights to charge, isn't it? With um with the pikemen in the middle and a lot of crossbowmen. You could end yeah, up with, um, doing some dings off the knights with that with three shooters.
5: Yeah, I played against um one of the Burgundian armies at warfare last year, and he uh, the the French player who I was playing against had a similar style of command of this. We had a couple of pikemen and a th- three or so of the mixed swordsmen. Uh, sorry, the mixed spear bowman units and they were just an absolute pig because there was nowhere safe that you could charge in against and as you try to line up you'd have two or three um elements shooting at you just to annoy you and more often than not you go in disrupted so that that never helped
0: okay and then your third third command then
5: third command just out of um being kalamata union you need something to go go with the olives so we thought what goes best with that sauerkraut so Sound olives, I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again for the whole, um, you know, uh, probiotic type of food oh. groups, and so I've gone for the medieval German ally, and I've gone for um, two more heavy nights because you always need more nights. But these are the um, heavy impact nights, so they can actually, being German, they know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, again, more lunch next because you always need more pike and here i've also added a couple of crossbowmen and a mounted crossbowman, or in this period it's the mounted medium cavalry firearm as the escort so um it makes for quite a small tight army it's only 19 elements with a it's a very aggressive army with an initiative of one um Hmm. it's hard to get hard to get much more than one or two really um but i thought since you're going to be defending most of the time Playing in a lot of the medieval periods, forests or mountains are gonna be pretty common. So chuck a waterway, a lot of forest down one side, um, and then you've got this nice big wall of steel coming towards you, and you're gonna get a result.
0: Okay, so you've got kind of seven pikemen and and mixed swordsmen, which is a chunk, you've got three crossbowmen, which kind of gets you up to to ten wide, and then you've got another. Um, six or so knights get you up to sort of 16 and, and a couple of medium cavalry to to move around and give you some some width on it um, so you're you're thinking clutter it with forests and mountains and things like that and just make this as narrow as possible and make make people force them to fight you I guess
1: yeah
5: I mean it, it, it'd be a, a different style of army you'd have to deal with if you were going against a more skirmisher base like a medieval uh, early medieval army where they can have more light horse shovelmen or whatever Mm-hmm. Or light bow, but in a proper medieval st- you know, proper me- medieval scrap against Germans or French and all that, most of the hu is going to be very similar and I just like the idea of this five wide of, of pike and heavy swordsman crossbowmen with a couple of pike on the German side, so you 've got seven wide of stodge coming at you, plus a lot of knights running around game. Hi, how are you?
0: No, that's definitely going to command attention, isn't it? Very, very much so. Right. Anybody, um, anybody in the gallery got any um any thoughts on this one or any questions? Having looked at the the actual list in it, you know, my kind of first thought is it looks um, a sort of smidge light on um, on light foot, but I don't know how many you're actually allowed in in this particular army. Um, Was there? You know, has anybody else got any other thoughts on on this as a composition, or is it just very much you can see what it does it? it's there it's
1: Simon
2: and I were provisionally going to play a game but we just didn't quite get around to it yesterday we might start one Wednesday night but it might be a bit late so maybe not but I did put together a Swedish army list and it was a bit different and I think the thing about Simon's list is the um I think the cavalry split across two commands takes away doesn't have enough oomph in either if you come across a serious mounted wing you can match up one but Think the germans would 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 struggle and i think the um his center command i think there's too much mixed stuff i mean if if, if some heavy infantry gets stuck into them they're, they're going to suffer as well i think the three mixed units is more than i would choose personally
0: there are, um is there a minimum in this list that you need to to go so for you need to have
3: things? two of the mixed units
5: well you, you don't have,
0: have to take have... them as mixed you can take no, them so... as um yeah, so...
5: if you want yeah, so in the period of fourteen um, 14 or whatever it is, you can either have them in as mixed units or as medium swordsmen or medium swordsmen. And I was thinking if I had the points, yeah. I think
2: you can take with heavy Simon, as well. Yeah, Cause Cause
5: we're heavy, just heavy well. two
4: choppies.
5: Yeah, so heavy swordsmen turn to choppers or medium swordsmen turn to choppers. And I was thinking about whether you'd have a, a the crossbowman and a couple of medium swordsmen just to go down the flank. But um, I just thought also from a it- trip troop type just have on the table i thought the heavy swordsman and crossmen would be fun
0: i suppose if it was just um heavy swordsman or heavy swordsman turned choppers you lose that reach out from the shooting and okay in a a straight medieval matchup it might be better but but you don't have the ability to push forward you know in fact dave i'm looking at you and your your love of singles and pairs of shooters here you've got You've got crossbowmen. You've got three crossbowmen. You've got another. T- you've got six crossbowmen here, which is almost your magic two-two-two, but organised a bit differently, which yeah. gives you a little bit more reach against kind of those sort of steppy armies. That if you've got a, you know, an, an Eastern European theme, maybe that you might see a few more, like my like my Hungarians, I guess, with all their mm. medium cavalry.
3: I think I think this army that Simon's designed. We haven't seen pieces yet. Is very, very different from the other medieval Scandinavian armies I've seen. I mean, Gordon uses this army a lot, and this is completely different, because Gordon's army is almost all the mixed units with an ally of more mixed units. So he goes for this incredibly heavy mixed unit of swordsmen, crossbowmen, which almost operate like little Sherman tanks and march across the table. But I think this army is very much more Simon's sort of army with all the knights, the aggression. My only comment is I'd probably move one of the crossbowmen from Command 3 into Command 1 to give me the magic two crossmen operating together on the outside to deal with light horse and anything coming down a flank and they shoot the knights in from Command 1 and I'd probably make the German ally, oh he's allied, he has to be allied I was about to say something stupid (laughs) but I like, I do like no, I'm different from Andy on this. I think the, with the german ally having two knights with two pikemen is a good combination because other knights will not want to stand against the pikemen so if your pikemen can keep up in speed with your knights the knights can reach out but the, the pike keep it moving forward. yeah maybe because
2: the knights i take your point the knights are not um, impetuous so you can move them at a speed of two
3: exactly so yeah yeah you know, basically you lead with the pikemen and the pipe will yeah. clear the way for the knights to keep moving quickly with the crossbow and the and the mounted crossbow. So I like and I, like, I maybe, do maybe. Like, I like the I like the cavalry firearm or you know mounted crossbow and sort of thing. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. actually maybe, maybe like having
0: the maybe having the brilliant commander with two crossbowmen, then he has got more chance of, of moving them up. Okay, arm. he is commanding yeah. impetuous knights, but yeah,
1: okay.
3: But he's gonna get supported by the three shooters in the centre. And True. I, I like the three shooters in the centre. Their only danger is they're swordsmen, not spearmen, but then that's, you have to live with that. I also yeah. like three,
6: three shooters in the centre as well because they're swordsmen, they're heavy, they can take four hits, and they're going to be fighting um, next to four pikemen. So True. they can reach out and sort of like give the love from a distance, which you might want, and if someone does ah. steam in, they're heavy swordsmen and they're well backed up by lots of pikes. So, yeah, I
7: think they would survive quite well.
0: Oh, that could work, couldn't it? All right. Okay. Well, well. Um. Simon, if you want to kind of
7: mediocre, I in in May. How much of an issue would that be?
4: Well, I think it'd be a lot.
0: Well, yeah. I suppose if they're charged by medium nights. but I suppose it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's, it's do you think the four pike is enough to? Because a lot of the pike in the medieval period are quite are mediocre. So if you've got four average pike. Operating together and that is quite a lot, but you know, let's see. Let's see Peter's list now. Let's get that up on screen this means war. Peter so you're also 1489 you've gone. Yeah same date, which is interesting um same same mix of generals, but no ally. But do you want to just talk us through command by command, what's in each command and what it does?
4: Right, so um, I've got one command, which is the two heavy knights, um, one with the commander included plus unreliable. So I'm saving the points from that. I've got two elite impetuous knights. Um, the reason for this command is you can put it down, either first or last, depending on who you're going to be up against, and I've seen it used in a couple of tournaments really nicely. You've got a couple of heavy knights. Um, they're impetuous. They're elite. They're going to go forward, and you don't care. They're going to hit something. That's all you want them to do. Hit something, kill, die, go through. They're going to go in. Um, and there's something sort of like nice, clean, and relaxing about that, to be perfectly honest. Um, that way, you know, it, one of those commands that you say, it's it's its own capable thing because um once you get past the unreliable bit as long as you don't throw one you're still going to be able to control them um and then once you're actually in and hitting the general in with the heavy knight impetuous you're going to be up against almost everything it's great um next command i'll either have this um probably on one of the wings or maybe the center this is why i've started mixing up because the first commander's got two heavy knights. Now, both my other two commands have got the one or two heavy knights each. And so I could possibly end up with a heavy knight command in the center with three heavy knights. Sorry, five heavy knights going forward if I wanted to. Or I can have it out on a wing with the ubiquitous uh, medium cavalry, ordinary, um, to go around the edge. Because uh, then I've got two heavy knights. But I haven't gone for the mixed half and halves. Um, both of the other two commands, I've got two pikemen with two heavy swordsmen and then one medium swordsman two-hander. The the reason for this is um, in a number of competitions I've been in, I've really lacked a couple of times having that one medium two-hander to go through the terrain. So um, in Italy, when we played there, this really helped me a couple of times, just having that one unit that can be, um, for that overlap, be sat in the terrain. So if someone's got a crossbowman, right, I'll take them on. Not a problem. I've got a couple of lights. Um, I've even got elite lights in the third one. So that medium swordsman also is able to move three. So they can really back up. So you've got your pikeman uh, mixed in with your heavy swordsman, 2 the choppers going forward. I'll happily take on Simon's um, half-and-halves because they're mediocre, as Tasman was just saying. Um, you know, Mediocres, I'm going in with two-handed choppy weapons, great, I'll yeah. win a roll. So this,
0: so, this, um, so this second command is almost three commands, it's got the brilliant CNC, so you've got a heavy infantry command, which is two pikemen, two heavy infantry, two-handed cutters. You've got a medium, you've got a rough terrain command, which is just one medium swordsman with two-handed and three light infantry crossbow. Maybe they sit in front of the pikemen and protect them. And then you've got two knights, one one ordinary impact, one impetuous elite, and the the textbook medium cavalry. So you're you're almost running, trying to run three commands with a brilliant general. Um, and, and your third command is, as you say, is a bit similar to that. You've got the, the medium swordsman and two handgunners, which is your medium foot terrain. You've got a heavy swordsman and two pipe, two heavy swordsmen, two pipemen, same again. And just one knight, one night impact. Um, there which kind of squeezes you up to 22 which is three more than than simon's army but you do have you've got five of those are light infantry and he doesn't have any any light infantry at all um but you've you've got no well you've, you've taken none of the actual proper crossbowmen whereas whereas simon sat there with effectively six crossbowmen so aren't you going to be you know a little bit vulnerable to To shooting with this which is going to force all your light infantry into the centre to protect your your heavy foot and your pikemen to to lose you that kind of width?
1: Well,
4: previous experience, no. Um, I've got two light infantry firemen on one, um, firearms, so if they're split up, so if I've got the, um, depending on the placement of his crossbowmen, so he's got two crossbowmen in one, three in another and one in another, so fine. I'll get, um, I've got three light infantry crossbow in the middle one. So if I'm facing off, uh, depending on how you place it, he could end up having two of his shooting one of mine. Fine, okay, he gets a hit. I've still got one protection. I'm still going forward. Um, The idea is I'm rolling in. Uh, Worst case scenario, he gets one, maybe two hits on me. I'm going in. It's great. I'm happy with that. Um, Because I think my light infantry from previous experience, will stop those crossbows. They're not elite crossbows, they're not hiding in terrain. So if he'd got a lot of uh, medium bowmen in terrain, it could possibly get a bit annoying. Um, But I've got the two-handed choppers um, to have a go at that. Um, The fact that they're gonna be out in the open anyway, find these couple of crossbows, they could be in terrain, but. Um, i'll happily send the two-handed swordsman in against that but this is going forward this is projecting i want them delivered straight in there and i've seen a couple of other people this is something i want to learn to do better with the third command is to have that one heavy night impact maybe not in the front row but as the troops go forward then you decide where you're going to have it in so these mixed commands that are say pipe crossbow swordsman pipe if you can angle it right where and have the points where you have that split and then the knight can then come in and hit one of those um crossbow swordsmen. um whereas my two-handed choppies are up against these pikemen um it's going to be great. Peter I've
2: worked out you could actually have a medium crossbow man instead of 22 units if you got rid of a light infantry crossbow dropped the medium cavalry to mediocre and dropped one you have elite one of your elite handgunners to ordinary, that would give you seven points. You could have a medium crossbow if you want. And that would effectively act as another um, medium foot unit, you know, terrain unit, potentially.
4: Fantastic. Can even improve on it and get some more shooting in. Perfect. Any other ideas? What Can I think? ask, um, what command in your usual
6: deployment, what command would you be looking at being in the centre on which command's on the flank?
3: Number one. good
4: question um it depends who i'm up against if i'm if i've got a good idea about what they're going to be deploying i'd possibly deploy the um two heavy knights first um either in the center or off to the left a little bit or right you know one of the two sides because it just throws them off because it's just two really knights going down and so it forces them to commit more um so that's One of the things, the center command, uh, the CNC one, I'd probably have uh, on one of the wings, but the other two, uh, it would be dependent on terrain. So if there's the right terrain in the center or something, I'd possibly have, um, you know, sometimes you get that great big lump of terrain that's uh, put in the center. I'd have the two infantry commands around that possibly, where you've got uh, the two medium swordsmen to go through to clear it out in case there's anything there. But if it's gonna be more my side, I'll have the heavy knights in the center, because then I know that whoever I'm up against is gonna try and get their, um, you know, their medium swordsmen um, or medium troops out to pro- possibly the wings, where sometimes you, know, you have a lo- nice bit of terrain to go and hide in. Um, and then I'll have my heavy knights going straight through the center to um, cause the most damage as possible.
2: One thing you could do, okay. Peter, is have your um, first core in a column and then it's only one UD wide and put that in the center but stepped back from the other two commands where you put side by side with just a one UD gap. And then you've got a choice as to whether you want to move the knight through the middle or
3: slide them around yeah, to one side.
4: Yeah, good idea.
2: Uh,
0: I think I guess, I
3: guess I... Go
0: on. Go on, Dave. Um,
3: I was going to say... What what I'm looking at there is what I call the Mike Bennett DBM army, where you have this tiny micro command, like command one, which is basically three bases. You put that one down in the centre and then you get to see the enemy's army's composition and position. And you can then position your troops, you know, in relation to that to work out where you're going to get the best matchups. I like that tactic and I think that's quite good. The only thing I'd say on that one is I'm not sure about Command One having a heavy knight impetuous elite because he will win something but he will then have to follow up and then he's at risk. I mean, I I use heavy knight impetuous generals quite often but I like to put them in a larger group of four where they're supported by other ones. That general heavy knight impetuous elite, he will kill what he, he strikes but when he kills it, he's going to have to move on of his own volition, and then he's going to leave himself open to be hit in the flank.
0: Yeah, I must. Admit, I'm thinking of um, you know, um, Adam. Your kind of comment on this is that little micro command is really interesting. The two really, really good knights, but but it just it either operates with one of the other two commands. It either operates with the two knights or the one knight's, and and either one it chooses to operate with. I'm just looking at that leaves the other command with with not enough to do stuff because you know I I just look at the the heavy swordsman and the pikeman is is doing one thing but without that shooting they don't support the knights they are separate lumps of terrain they're both pretty pokey but I think the the thing with the crossbowmen is crossbowmen support what knights are doing by reaching out and and degrading the enemy cavalry or, or pushing skirmishing cavalry away or or whatever. Um, but I, I just, you know, I, I think I can see what this is there to do, and and part of it is depending on what what the period and what the theme is. But there there are still some sort of slightly steppy sort of armies out there, says the man who's just been painting Hungarians. Um and I, I just wonder without any real proper range shooting other than the kind of crossbow light infantry crossbow, which are just, you know, they're, they're a skirmish screen rather than rather than proper shooters. Whether whether this army ends up stacking all its knights in one place, leaving leaving the table kind of thin. Um, see whether it whether it just be... doesn't reach out and, and support the knights yeah. with shoot with proper shooting.
4: You see, um, the the joy of this is is. Um, when I've seen it done, and I've tried it a couple of times myself with other types of armies, having that, that couple of nights um, find they're impetuous, they're going forward, they're elite, I'm expecting them to punch through, but I'm expecting people to be annoyed and worried about, okay? So they're going to focus their attention on them. And then I've got the flexibility in how I stack the other two commands. And that mix-up, I probably wouldn't actually stick all the heavy knights together, because then it's too easy to counter. I'd probably have that heavy knight command in the center, or as Andy was saying, actually move it out after the first turn, uh, one side or the other. Um, But the third commander, probably just have the heavy knight um, behind the front line ready to go in. The other one, the C&C one, I'd probably have... Uh, maybe off to one wing or depending on how they deploy maybe they're in the center. It's it's that degree of flexibility I like about this um, mm. I must have make, about... a Look for the half-and-half half shooters myself. I know that people have but I'm more in a kind of get in there get stuck in kind of guy
3: I worry about the impetuous knight in the center commanding command, command too. I know you've got a brilliant general there but he's that brilliant general's got a lot to do He's got three Yeah, he's got three defense. things
0: to do, one of which is an impetuous... Well, one of which is yeah. two knights, one of whom's impetuous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but, if you know, if, I'm if,
3: I, if I've got my... If had I've had got my about, yeah, we've Hungarian
2: You can mitigate that by putting the impetuous knight uh, behind the other guy, so then he's less likely to have a um, an impetuous charge
0: requirement. But then he's less likely to be in, in range, isn't he? He kind of wants to be there, yeah. No, I, I guess part of it is this army is a low aggression army and it, it does have a lot of terrain choices. So you could end up with, with having almost to defend against it to stop it being in, in forest or plain and narrowing the table down. If you wanted to do that. And I think Peter, when we played that game on, on um, TTS a couple of weeks ago, and I tried to use that um, first time out with a Hungarian army, the terrain ended up far too cluttered for my army to actually do anything. Um, and, and use its kind of skirmishy stuff, um, yeah. and I think your army was kind of similar to this. But but I think this this does need um, it does need that terrain. Um, otherwise, it could. It just feels to me it could be a bit exposed against the sort of mongoly type armies, just because just because of that lack of shooting. I, I um, think
4: mongoly type armies. I just get frustrated, but I don't think they get a win against me. You see what I mean? It, it, it would be sort of like one of those, they'd sort of shoot around, because the, the Mongol ones, they're not crossbow, they're bow. Um, so they're sort of like trying to chip away. I'm in heavy armour. I've got, you know, enough light skirmishers. Mm. Either I close them down, but I, it would be hard to,
5: you know. If, you, if you've got a competent Mongol player, I've been torn to pieces by one. Mm. So I've brought a proper heavy knight army into it, and... I've done as well as a Mongol player. If you can get the right table, or you can do it properly, you can skate around. The bow had no effect. It was the fact of you charging each guy three ways, or recall, you know, hit him in the flank, force him to turn, you break off, hit him in the next flank, hit him in the flank, get a bit of blowback, and then you start pulling things apart, especially with your impetuous troops. I've had my I've had some uh, medieval armies torn to pieces very effectively. It was like watching someone peel a of chicken. I was just like, I'll take that arm. I'll take that leg. I'll take, yeah, that, yeah. that bit I didn't know what to do with, but I'll eat it anyway. And uh, it was horrible.
0: Yeah. How, how many, how many knights were there in your army against Simon? I'm just trying to compare the two as we start to get towards the, the comparison six. part of the, there were six. So, yeah, so, so there was actually three. five, five in this
5: one.
1: Um, yeah, so
5: I, um, the yeah. three elite knights, the uh, three elite impact impetuous, one, um, ordinary impetuous and two of the German
4: uh, command. Yeah, so I've got I still got five knights going in.
0: Yeah, so there's kind of one more in Simon's army, and then your pikemen are matching up. Your um, you've got four of the heavy swordsmen against three of the mixed, and then it's a it's a couple of um, halberdiers against a, a stack load of crossbowmen, but with your your light infantry as well. Okay. Interesting. Well look, I think um, we're we kind of getting to that stage. We've got two two armies that have both picked the same dateline. line. Um, I guess there's a reason for why this dateline was the one that you both picked. Um, is it is it just a or the Kalimati, Union or
5: I, I just wanted bike. the Lynch next. <laughs> yeah. Just as a model bike. type, I love them.
0: Pike makes the model, model difference. Okay, well, look, shall we? Um, shall we kind of flip both of them back onto screen now, then and, and, and just kind of run down it. So, Adam, you're you're top of my my screen now. Um, of the two of them, which one? Um, which one would you most most want to take into a competition? Um, it's kind of interesting because Peter's
6: list, I think, um, against a player like me, against a not a not top player. I think Peter's list would um, just chew it up really, really well, um, chew, chew anyone up really, really well because it's really, really powerful, and it'll, hit, and it'll hit really hard. I think where Peter's list will come undone is against a really skillful player, because Peter's talked a lot about flexibility, but this army's got a lot of flexibility at deployment, but then after that, with the mix of troops and stuff, I think against a player that can try and cut it up, I think it would struggle. Um, whereas I could say the same about Simon's Army as as well, but Simon's Army is less reliant on being clever. It's sort of like, it's more straightforward. So um, I think it would do not so well against not so good players, but perhaps have more of a chance against more skillful players. So I'm going to go with simon's army because i would have to think less and it's more straightforward
0: okay well, D- dave what, what about you you know you're the you're the man who uses some of these types of armies and you've got all your theories about you know it'd be interesting on your your man of theory about units of two bow with an army with lots of crossbow an army with no crossbow but
3: i think although pieces army's 22 and simon's 19 It's the different, I mean, Peter's army is using a more light foot. I would, because there's more bowmen, uh, sorry, Peter, because there's more bowmen in Simon's army, I would go with that. Um, With the proviso, that one of the bowmen gets shifted into the other command. Um, And I I worry about the impetuous general on his own, in his own command. I mean, I think he's fantastic and really good. He kills what he gets, but... He's liable to get killed himself quite early on, I think. But it is, it's you. much of a much... as long. I'd say is, um, as I say, Gordon's the expert with his army, and his army would be completely different. It would be absolutely no comparison. This, he would end up with 12 of the mixed units. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: I'm not, I'm right, Tamsin, right, tamsin down. Um... I don't know whether you've you've seen or played Gordon when we used to all go down the club. Um, but what's what's your thoughts on these two? Where, which one do you lean towards?
7: Like Dave, uh, I think I would go tend to go with Simon's. It's more straight. It's more straightforward, uh, which is no bad thing. With IU given my competent general, my general shit. Um, uh, so, well, Peters does have. Being larger, I would probably last longer. Might last longer, but as a lot of that extra size comes from light effort, maybe not. I, so I think I balance Simon's list.
0: Okay, Andy, what about what about you? Where are you on on this one?
7: Um, I would go for
2: Peter's list. I think it's more the kind of style of army that I'm comfortable with. Um, you know, if somebody said to me, "Have one of these two armies. You've got to fight a competition with it," I would choose Peter's. If I had Peter's list, I'd be inclined to try and tweak it slightly, but I prefer that army to Dave's. I'm not comfortable with all these mixed units because I don't think they're very good going forward and they're very vulnerable if cavalry gets into them. I know they've got the pikemen to help protect them, um, but Peter's army is more flexible. It's got more going forward, oomph, hitting power, and that's the kind of style of army I prefer
0: okay well it's yeah it is a tough call they're they're you know the same year they're very very similar with all the pikemen similar numbers of knights but it just is that that difference you know I, i think i kind of i can see peter with what you're doing with with a lot of light infantry as being your terrain troops but but i guess this is a low aggression army and so it is going to be defending in in plain or forest quite a lot um and you're going to put quite a lot of of that terrain out and and the thing I kind of look at is that that the light infantry crossbow and the the handgunners and stuff and they just feel sort of like a defensive um, way to use terrain. It's kind of slightly more difficult to come past it. Whereas I, I just see with um, with with Simon's extra crossbowmen and and the like, you just have a bit more ability to reach out of terrain. And particularly, I think if you know if it was a straight one on one with a medieval army i would definitely go peter's army if it's you know this is a pure if it was going um scandinavia and um west perhaps i would probably go peter's but but if it's going sort of scandinavia and west and east i think i would probably go with with simon's just because i like the idea of of having an actual counter to be able to beat those hungarian-y kind of mongoli armies as well um you'd have to work harder to beat the heavy foot uh, medievals but but i think a lot of the heavy foot medievals are coming in at the 19 and 20 Mm. as well so your sort of two or three crossbowmen is not not the end of the world and and the crossbowmen are just zippy and fast across the table whereas i think a lot of the other stuff is is all just moving too and i'm i'm really unsure about that um the impetuous knight in the middle <clears throat> ends up occupying a lot of the command and control from the um, the other one, but I think the big question though which you know it, it, I still peter looking at it, I think how would this fare against a wall of medium knights with some elephants and and I just can 't see how it would deal with that at all really, and that 's always the the paper scissors stone and, and you choose first option that that you present us all at most weeks, so I feel that we have to just finish up by um mm asking you how would it do against a wall of medium knights with some elephants?
4: Uh, I was actually thinking of that um, and I remember a game against Hubert where I had a wall of medium elite knights and he had a mixture of this I think it was uh, in Birmingham at um, uh, that competition there and he basically stomped the sh- hell out. Um, <laughs> so okay. That, that well. was my testing moment of this sort of uh, it was a hubert special uh, my nights went in medium elite his nights went in heavy impetuous elite um I, one roll later i well one set of rolls later i had some like two nights left he had full nights left so um you know it's that, it's That's a that unfortunate thing you know um if you can get so them th- in correctly
0: okay so basically um in a fantastically almost feels like it was planned segue so hubert managed to ask your army a question which he couldn't answer and now it appears to be time for andy's quiz so um so there's the fantastic music. Everybody's been dancing around. We've had a little bit of French techno disco. We're all allowed back into shops. Everybody is going to Primark this week to get their new disco French techno gear, um, as I can see. And um, and it's delightful to see you all wearing it after after seeing you on the news queuing in Oxford Street this afternoon. Um, but Andy, take us away with um, to, to whatever land of um, weirdness that you have this week and, and start by telling us the answers to the world awareness. I think it was even a bonus question last week, wasn't there?
2: Yeah, well, last week it was Reich said Fred. And Frederick the Great left behind some famous quotes. And here are some with some certain words blanked out. And what are the missing words? Blank adds, dict- digna- adds dignity to what would otherwise be an ugly brawl. Artillery. Well done, Townsend. Yes, artillery. Uh-huh.
0: That's a Napoleon thing. I've learned that.
2: No, that was... um. But oh, this is the, oh, the Great,
0: sorry. Okay. All right.
2: Austrian Succession
0: and... Yeah, all that kind of stuff, yeah. But they're all sprayed white, the Austrians. It's all fine. It doesn't yeah. really matter what period. Go on then. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Blank without military might is like music
2: without instruments. Diplomacy. Again, well done. Wow. Yeah, she's not just a pretty face. And <laughs> the more I see of men, the better I like blank. My dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh-huh. bonus one, which has got nothing military, I just love this quote: "Is a blank singer, I should as soon expect to get pleasure from the neighing
7: of my horse." German.
1: Yep, yeah.
7: you've googled these, haven't you? <laughs> no, I've read uh, no, quotes. <laughs> oh right, okay. <laughs> the, the, best, the, the other one,
2: which I didn't put in, was a crown is just a hat which lets the rain in, which
0: I think is rather good. I, I think that's a very good, very good set, answer. <laughs> Right,
2: anyway, this week it's about famous British Army regiments, and I've called it plucky numbers. Here are the official numbers of three British Army infantry regiments, and a well-known fact about each one. What is the geographic-related name of each of these regiments? Twenty-eighth. This regiment earned the right to wear their cap badges on the back of their hats because they fought the enemy to both their front and rear at the Battle of Alexandria in
0: 1801. Okay.
2: Okay. So that's going back to Napoleonic. There's a hat thing as well. That's good. Yeah. Happy with that. Indeed. Yeah. Fifty-seventh. This regiment acquired its nickname, the Diehards, from its heavy casualties suffered at the Battle of Albuera. In 1811 which will come to one of these days.
0: Right, okay.
2: And the third one, 88, the translation of this non-English regiment's motto
0: is clear the way. Clear the way, okay well those are, um, I, I'm, I'm hoping there's some comedy answers there because um, we're, we're almost drifting into like proper serious quiz question time there, slightly weird but I think on that note let's roll the French music. So um, with, with the quiz out of the way, um, we return to the, the end of the um, fantastic army list picking and, and start to work out what army list we're going to look at next week. So I think Mr. Leroy Mayer, are you um, computer? is computer ready? Does computer say yes?
5: Please hold it. It's a little bit slow.
0: Our computer's a little bit slow. We'll, um, we'll do the typing noise. So um, so Simon, press the magic button. What's, what's random.org giving us today?
5: 251. Ottoman Empire oh Ottoman Ooh, that's
0: Empire one. that's an intriguing one because that's got some is that the one with some interesting allies or you do it the other way or whatever
1: yeah uh, uh, yeah
0: you've been Dave you've been painting up some Ottomans or threatening to paint up some Ottomans
3: I am threatening to paint up some Ottomans so I'll, I'll, I'm happy to go with that have-
5: that sort of puts you in the frame and Tim, I was thinking, since you've got Hungarians and the Hungarians scored against the Turks on a reasonably well often basis. It is pretty
0: much the same army. You're right. Yeah, and I can, I can, that gives me an instigation to actually decide to buy and paint some Ottomans. That might be the answer. So no, look, I'll, it'll be a me against Dave off with um, the Ottoman Empire 251 next week.
3: I think the question is to Serbian or not to Serbian?
0: To Serbian or not to Serbian. That yeah. is oh, the go, question. Or Golden Horde.
1: Uh, or Golden Horde. Golden,
0: Golden, uh, it's definitely gonna be interesting. Well we'll look forward to no that. Next
1: elephants.
0: Week. No <laughs> elephants. No elephants. This means war. So we're coming to the final, final furlong now. Um, and I think it's you know, it's just a quick round the, um, round the screen to see what's on the painting table for next week. So Peter, I think you've already teased us with um, depending on what arrives in the post and you were going to think about, you've had an hour and a half to think about what you would paint first if they both arrive at the same time.
4: Um, I think it would have to be try and finish off the Austrian army. I just want to finish it off. Because these are the troops that aren't actually white. And so having sort of like some nice pink um, uh, Hungarian hussars, um, sorry, Hungarian grenadiers, sorry, and uh, mixing it all up a bit just to finish it off, just so I can close it out. That chapter's then closed before I go really colourful with the Spanish.
0: OK, good answer. Um, Dave, what, what about you? you you still got chariots to do? Is it chariot week?
3: Three chariots... Um, and then some odds and sods for the Egyptians, and then well, the Ottomans. I think I might even move straight on to painting some Ottomans to give me some uh, inspiration for next week's uh, army list.
0: So you're going to you're going to choose the list before you start painting, or are you're just going to pile straight on in there?
3: Well, I've got I mean, I've got an idea of using Dave Allen's type of Ottoman list, but I'll tell you about that next week.
0: Okay, something to look forward to then. All right. Tamsin, I'm guessing uh, Mega City One doesn't have many Ottoman sipahis in it, um, unless no, I've missed a few episodes of 2000 AD.
7: Not that I'm aware of, but I, yes, yeah, I carry on with the Judge Dread figures. I've got I, I. It's, now it's on. So, I use sort of the uh, arch villain characters. So you
1: got various... no, the cabinet.
7: Of Judge Death. Yeah, I've got Death. Got Mean Machine Angel. All up the assassin Nero Narcos. Uh, several others. So. Big bad, Dom. The crime is life, the sentence is death. When are you doing the fatties? I've painted those, just haven't photographed them yet. You we oh, want okay. photographs?
1: Have they got
7: Excellent. wheels? Yeah, they've got belly wheels. Oh, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Excellent. Something to look out for next week, then. Um,
7: you've Andy, got to get you... the surfer one. The surfer one. Oh, Chopper. Yes, Chopper. Gotta have yeah. Chopper. Uh, they haven't done it. Oh, Warlord haven't done a model of him yet.
3: No Australian
0: problem. Right. Okay. So Andy, you, you're you're drilling. What so you've drilled and finished the Irish. Um and, and what's
1: what's well, on the list still, for you next I'm, week?
2: I, I finished drilling the Irish. Um I'm sort of finishing painting and sticking them together and tidying them off. So I'm hoping to finish them by next week and then do the um uh Seleucid Pikemen, who've also been drilled. And then yep. I've got some uh, Imperial Roman legionaries and then it's what should I do next? Probably right. some ships yeah. that. after that.
0: Yeah, I must admit, my, my next week, I've got a real, you know, a real bizarre sort of decision. Do I wade into the, the black sails thing and start making up those 1700 scale ships and start doing some of that? I've got a handful of random Malifaux figures, which it's been so long since I've played. You know, I'm, I'm almost at the point of thinking I'm painting stuff I know that I will never play. Um, unless Adam, maybe we try and play on Vassal at some point. Give that a go sometime in the week. Yeah, that no, might be an that, idea. That might be a thing. I've I've got to. I, I actually looked again at the um, Blue Moon Germans, um, you know, early Germans, which I, I finally realized I've actually bought three packets of. So I've got about seventy of them, not the two packets that I thought, which is, is starting to be a lot. Not to not to do anything with, even though they do appear to look pretty much identical other than being about three millimeters taller than my, my Essex Gauls and things like that. So,
6: sorry, Tim. So you thought you ordered two packs, but you accidentally ordered three. Is that how that No, no I,
0: I, I didn't know. No, I didn't order them at all. I actually bought them um, from Blue Moon in America at that competition that I went to um, before lockdown started, but I'd forgotten I'd bought three packs. I thought I'd only bought two and, um, I've got some 10 mil tanks um, that um, I, I never really needed. I bought in January, but I, I'm kind of wanting to, to do Malif- I'm wanting to do Malify and Black sales, um, probably just to give myself a break before I go into either Spartacus or the 28 mil Arabs, because I think it's still going to be a bit of a damp week and the 28 mil Arabs is big. So what what are, are the tanks you bought, that? Tim? Sorry?
2: What are the tanks you bought?
0: Um, I've got some 10 mil Panzer fours and a few other bits and pieces. Um, what well, I'd say your mil. choice
6: there, Tim, is if you do manifold, you will enjoy it because they're nice figures to paint.
1: That's true. If you yeah. do
6: black sails, it's modelling and putting things together and you've never done it before. So that's going to be hard work. So if you're up for the challenge, do mm-hmm. the ships. If you want a week of fun painting, do Manifaux.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. I've got some people who are on fire, and I think I've learned how to paint fire reasonably well with the fire golem. So, so maybe the Malifaux stuff because it's been yeah, it's been there, and I, I think some of them will be funny and entertaining. So, yeah, maybe Malifaux wins. I'll, I'll do some black undercoating on that one. Okay, um, maybe I'm convinced. Simon, what about you? What's what's um what's on the list after two elephants in a week?
5: Um, well, I think I I found more elephants. I seem to have bought uh, seven of the museum uh, Z range elephants Oh, okay yeah whoops i don't know how that happened uh, there may have been a sale on um so I've, there was a sale what did we miss a museum sale you know the, these are ones i pre-bought in january uh, oh, okay they, they right. had their big sale and i um try to be good and dole the miniatures out throughout the year so the elephants are now saying paint me so they're gonna paint them up um and the other ones i'm working on which is I'm going to start painting up some uh, 15 mil pocket shot units for ADLG Renaissance. I'm going to do some um, salvo units, some of the, the Swedish ones, going on a Swedish okay. theme here. So yeah. How are
2: those rules going? Are they nearly fit to be that like loose on the public?
5: So am I allowed to pimp out a set of rules? I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. So I've got the next version of adlg renaissance now ready which i'm about to hit publish on or post on the facebook forum for adlg okay so we've now got the the june update of the renaissance supplement so Mm -hmm. you still need to have the adlg rules but this supplement allows you to play renaissance using adlg so i've done uh, and tweaked 80 or so army army lists covering from the Italian italian war 30 Years War, the Swedish Wars, through to Japan, uh, covering from 1500 to 1696. Um, they are unofficial, but Hervé has allowed me to publish them as a free supplement, so it will cost you nothing to pay them. And okay. um, they're a lot of fun. Things happen, pike and shot get in. You can do a terst year without um, dropping a kidney, trying to pick the thing up. And um, it's fun and violent. Everything gets it's stuck a cool in. Game. Are, are you okay. um, are you able to upload
0: or, or put a pdf on your because you've got a blog haven't you are you i do yeah possible to put is it possible to put a pdf on a blog or, or i can't remember if that's possible for a download. it can
5: be because i what i've got i've got the the files are stored on a dropbox that i've just shared ah, out Okay. so i can i've got a tiny url i can share out um on which i'll put on the adlg forum and i can put on my right. uh, my blog as well and just ho- uh, share it around just to have some fun you yeah? know and I'm well thinking you know
0: drop dr- drop me a note I'm, i could post something on um, on matt axman as well with a link to it if you wish cool. yeah a little bit more
5: airtime. because um, um, air um has said he's vaguely interested his brain is more at version four of the rules at the moment yeah. so yeah. he hasn't come up for breathing um but if people play them we could find out if there's anything that doesn't make sense whatever we can continue pimping them around and they're just fun and i'm going to start mucking around of tabletop simulator and see if I can create a few and shot units cannibalizing some of the medieval armies so I, can't, I can't do graphics but I can copy and paste so, yeah can um, cut and paste I and might, cheat
1: okay yeah
5: and I'll see if I can get a couple of tertios and and shot units to run around and just push things around the table i say okay. that well. um, i know i know some people in the club
2: who've actually rebased their um, renaissance armies for the for these
0: all right interesting good. work But that 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 starts to tempt me. Rebasing is a lot easier than actually painting stuff, isn't it? And you do get something there. You know, I I must admit, I was thinking of looking at some of my medieval spearmen and crossbowmen and going, maybe I should remake some of those um, units that um, we or most of us decided were really cool in um, (laughs) in the army section as well to have a look at as well. So yeah, okay. So we've got some quite eclectic. Well, probably our most eclectic painting week ever. Then possibly coming up, apart from um, last week when Peter's. Um, blue-winged evil monkey probably would have made um you know second world war british from the other six people actually on balance be quite eclectic so so a lot of interesting stuff to look forward to on the podcast next week and another set of answers and questions for andy's quiz another week of of napoleonic we must be getting some battles that someone's heard of Um, i think we've gone past the food stage unless there's more food to come and um, another list checking on the fabulous 251 the ottomans um, I can't believe it's not Serbian. I believe is the official title for that one. And um, and on that note, I think it's time for us all to rush out, start queuing outside Primark, and um, and buy slightly larger clothes for for what I understand the Germans have a compound German word for the weight that you put on while staying at home during lockdown, um, which is um, which is I, I can't remember the exact German, but I think into English it it translates as COVID bacon. so um um, so if we all um we all give a wave and try and burn off some of our covid bacon and um goodbye everybody and we'll see you all next week goodbye
3: Thing
5: Simon's well, list is illegal.
0: Minor detail, minor detail. Really, not entirely this week. Nobody will notice. Just out it.
5: now. On a positive yeah, side, I can claim it wasn't me because I used the army builder website, so it's not me being dubious or a uh, you no, no, no. Oh, this yeah. okay,
1: missed
5: the thing
3: these medium foot crossbow mixed units.
5: It should have been another point. Oh, that's all right. It, the, um, one of the, I think the medieval, one of the generals is gonna become um, embedded as well, so, but anyhow. Absolutely, no problem
3: at all. Yeah, that's worse, that's tu